0: But, uh, hey man, it's good to see you again. It's
1: been a little while. What's, uh, how you been? Good? It's been a good year. Well, the full, well, I would say the last half of it has been good. Uh, but yeah, things are, uh, better than, uh, they have been in a very, very long time. Uh, upstairs, mentally um, uh, you know, uh, my, like we were saying earlier, my, my, uh, you know, my, my last year was, was my mental health year. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm glad to, for me to see, I have, uh, I've moved past that now and, um, yeah, I just finished a awesome 38 date USA tour and, uh, it was amazing and I'm ready to, uh, I'm ready to get to Australia and, uh, show you what we what what we did on this this has been a we had 38 shows of practice so we're ready
0: man that's awesome i i can't wait to see you down here especially because you're coming back to australia to celebrate 21 years of uh beyond the valley of the murder dolls and uh of course women and children last as well both incredible timeless albums um i mean how was it revisiting that material i mean have you fallen in love with it all over again digging into that catalog
1: yes uh yes i have uh also but also it was a uh you know uh, it it was a challenge uh for me because when we did the first album you know that was that was my first my first time doing that i didn't really i didn't know the things i know now And, and and i mean that with the way i sing and the way i perform like uh the way i sound is is an unusual thing that i'm able to do i people have tried to explain how how i do it Hmm. but i what i didn't know in the beginning was how to take care of it so i could you know go into studio and 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 hear myself perfectly and sing great and then i could go on stage and have a killer show and be so into it i blow my voice out yeah struggle back in the days when i watch old videos of the you know murder dolls in 2002 and 2003 you know i'm like oh man i didn't sound so good so it was me this time i wanted to i wanted to sound like the record i wanted to this is like my revenge i I guess to to, on the music in a in a in a way so uh and and it was a challenge you know like at first uh you know at, at rehearsal i i nailed it first show i adrenaline kicked in and i went whoa how how can i do this and i went i started reverting back to the way i used to sing and i went oh it's a it's this is something i had to fight and i fought it for like two weeks and i was able to finally uh learn how to do it correctly again so i kind of had to learn how to do it all over again it wasn't just singing the songs these songs are Are energetic i cannot sit still and sing them at rehearsal i did when i got on stage i went for it and i realized really quick oh how am i going you know because these songs were recorded the first album 20 years ago yeah 21 years ago and i'm i'm my my high range was uh it's something i can do i definitely can still do it but it's not as it's not as easy to do as it was back then and that's the main part of those of those songs so to be able to still hit that register and still be active, uh, was something I, it took me about two weeks of the, in the tour to to really learn how to, how to do it. And, uh, and now I finally mastered it. Uh, so I'm, I'm ready, you know, but it was just so weird. I, I, I definitely didn't think it was going to be easy. Um, just because those songs, you know, I, I, I pushed it. There was, you know, I'm mm-hmm. really happy with my my vocals on, on the, on the albums. And, uh, you know i i didn't i didn't phone it in i i went i went for it and i had joey pushing me on different levels to do do things i wouldn't normally do so it was uh it was fun to revisit it and uh yeah after 38 shows i i i got it that's awesome man and it is a
0: physical thing people don't realize like uh you know singers don't just use their you know, it's not just not in the voice. It's it's it. You it's like sometimes it's I I I say it's like electricity through your body. You you're yeah. like you can't sit still. So to sometimes get that performance out, you need to throw your body yeah. into it physically and to contort and and things. People don't yeah. realize that.
1: It. It's crazy. Like I you know I I just got home yesterday or actually on Sunday, uh, yeah. and I was, you know I'm. I, I was able to watch a couple of videos like on my television where I was other than my phone. I got to, to watch the show and, and, and there's stuff that I'm doing and I'm just like, I don't, don't even realize I'm doing that. It's just a, it's a physical thing that that I get into. Uh, I was watching, like I, I started noticing about a week into the tour, I started doing these kicks on every, like every other song. And I'm like, I don't even know how I'm doing it. It's just doing it. It wasn't like a planned thing. My body just does this kick it's almost like a reflex and then i started working it into the show so i've got this new kung fu kick that i've worked into the songs and uh yeah man it's it's just been a super energetic thing and it was you know and and even for the guys too because the, the the band i gotta give them credit they they killed the music on this uh just every aspect of it i mean there's every note is on there uh our drummer mike he really, really focused on the, the, the drumming that Joey did on those records. And the cool thing about those records is just going back to listen to it after having some time off from it and just hearing the energy of the drums on those records. It's, it's, I guess the word I started using was spastic. The drums are just spastic. It's just, it's just so much of this. It's just, and it's perfect. And That was something that I was like, this has, you know, to like to focus in. That was the main thing was to get the music perfect and then we'll figure out how to move around it. And that's kind of how this tour was, you know, because we don't spend a lot of time rehearsing, unfortunately, because none of us live in the same place. So we got a week to learn it. And, you know, so I've watched some videos and I could even see as we went on tour, I'm like week one, we're pretty good week two we're really good week three we're killing it four five and six get out of the way we're destroying everything it was just uh and that was a that was a killer feeling and i think a lot of bands do that you know you start off warming up and by the end of a tour you're firing all cylinders. you're like oh i gotta go home now like fuck yeah i just i just honed it in
0: (laughs) just got my way yeah no, I had a jam like that last night. <laughs> we're like, we hadn't jammed in a while, and then you go, oh, it's a bit rusty. And then by the end of it, you're like, all right, we're back at it. Uh, it's time to go home. You know,
1: like, got to kick the dust off sometimes. So yeah,
0: that's it. That's it. Blow out the cobwebs. But uh mate, it's definitely a generational thing I noticed now too. Um, uh, you're probably seeing it over there, you know, you you're getting parents and and uh, kids with their siblings and and stuff like that i think maybe it could be spotify people discovering bands are you finding that now that people are coming and going you weren't even born when this album came out
1: yes i mean i i'm completely overwhelmed by the amount of 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 young fans mm. and when i say young because i'm i'm 47 and I mean, young, like, you know, under 25 or 25, you know, and under like there's kids. I see with the X's on their hands because they can't drink and they're at our shows. Uh, and every day I, I do VIP meet and greets every day and I meet a, you know, a ton of fans. And most of them were young fans with their mothers or fathers. And it was just every single day. There wasn't one show. That I recall that there wasn't a a kid on some parent's shoulders. I mean, like a kid, mm. you know, wearing the ear protection. Like it was, you know. And I and I and I guess I, I didn't think about it till I was on the plane ride home. I was like, some of my dialogue <laughs> between the the songs are. I I talk about yeah. necrophilia. I talk about you know, I, it's a giant chant for getting the word fuck going. Uh, (laughs) and I'm just like, oh, there's a, there's a seven-year-old kid. You know, even my granddaughter was at one of our shows and she was on the shoulders as well. And she's doing this. I'm like, oh my God, it's come full circle, but it's a great feeling. And, and I love it, man. It's, uh, you know, it, when I first started doing this even before Murder Dolls, when I first, the idea of creating this kind of music and the style and the lyrics and everything, I had so many people saying, this is stupid. This isn't going to work, you know, and playing in the venues I was playing in my town. It felt like it wasn't working because no one got it, but I knew there was an audience for it. And when Joey took the interest in, in the music and was like, this is really cool stuff, let's, let's, he wanted to, I think he heard what it could be. Mm-hmm. And he wanted, he wanted to to Doctor Frankenstein, it, and that's what he did. And uh, and to know 21 years later that there's a whole new army of kids, you know. I, I I say it every night on stage. I'm like, I like thank you all for 21 years, and for you younger fans, you're probably going to give me 21 more. So, thank you. It's
0: I think that's true immortality. You know. Yeah.
1: Well I'm wearing my Vlad Dracula t- shirt today. Hey, so. hey. Yes.
0: Yeah. Hey. That's hey man. It's a it's a beautiful thing. And a- another thing that I do like is how uh you guys have been honoring both Joey and Ben on the drum skins too. That is yeah. that is pretty fucking cool.
1: Yeah, it was uh you know it was it was the first time I saw it, it was breathtaking. So it was just something I, I got used to. Uh, but when I would look at it on stage sometimes every night, it was a different, different emotion every night. Uh, but never was it not a feeling, you know? So, uh, and the, and the fans loved it. It was just the ultimate tribute to them, you know? And, uh, so it was cool, you know, and, and I didn't, I didn't dwell, I I didn't make the show a sad event or anything like that. It's, it's, it's a celebration, you know? Um, but it was uh, it was emotional. Some nights were 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 more than than others, and but there was definitely something in the room every night with people, and I got to see that, and it was a it was a really cool thing. It was something I I I wasn't expecting, and and uh, just this this was one of the best tours I can recall, and that I can you know just it was everything, and and to know we're going into Australia uh, just at the first of the year. And then we're going into Europe and I've got a whole year planned to do it everywhere, all over the world. It's just, uh, it's, I, I, I can't wait. I'm I'm super excited. And, you know, was, touring was getting to a point where it wasn't fun for me mm. well, and now it's, it's fun again. We just did 50 days on the road. Um, uh, and it, there was no shows canceled. I didn't cut one song on the set list the set list was an hour, 45 minutes every night or longer, depending on how much I talked. Uh 20, 20 Murder Doll songs for the for the full set. And uh it was great. I felt I felt like we we did it, we did it justice. And uh you could just see the smile on everyone's face every night. It was uh it was, you know, it was hard to keep my demeanor, my when all I wanted to do was smile because yes. yeah.
0: Oh man, are there any of those murdered all songs that you feel not only helps you connect with the fans playing it live, but also, I guess, brings back a connection to those times, especially when the album dropped and it was all fresh and it was all new. You know, I I could imagine some of those would be, you know, as you said, quite emotional and and a celebration.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's tons of songs. I mean, everyone everyone liked all the songs on on the set list, but there's certain ones that'll just pop out like uh like off the most recent murder dolls record like summertime suicide and mm-hmm. and nowhere those two just pop uh nineteen seventy six off off the first one uh, uh die my bride um fuck is this that is like our we will rock you uh yeah. you know <laughs> um but the one song that was really just surprising to me and it just almost made me just go hey idiot why didn't you do this before um was was our white wedding cover of billy idol we that i haven't played that song uh you know in in a a set with with my band uh since murder dolls played it back in 2003 uh and that was a bonus track on the re-release and it blew up right when the band stopped so I, you know, we had the internet and the, but it wasn't like it was now. You couldn't see how much it had done. Like it charted in the UK. I don't know what it did in Australia, uh, but it, it did, it did great. It got us a silver uh, record in the UK, like almost instantly. We're in the top 40. We were on their huge show, top of the pops. It was a cool thing, but I didn't know a whole lot about it. So the buzz. So either way, when murder dolls got back together for the, uh, women and children last we didn't put that song on the set list because we didn't really like playing it before because uh, it was we were such an energetic crazy band playing that song and playing all those notes correctly was a gamble every night <laughs> so it was this kind of like we didn't have a good experience playing it before and i somehow joey and i we talked each other out of just putting it on the set list so what i'm saying is we didn't play that song i didn't know the reaction we would get in the very first show when we went into that song, it was just like, and I was like, Whoa, what's happening here? I mean, you could just feel it. Yeah. Every every single night on this tour, the same thing. We play that song. It's not our song. It's our version of it. Mm-hmm. But, but the reaction was just like, everybody was singing it. They already knew the song probably from you know Billy Idol, but like our, ver- it was just, it was such a cool thing. It made me real like, man, this is, this is kind of like our hit song. Have you ever want to say we had a hit? And I didn't play it for twenty years. What the fuck's wrong with me? <laughs> so that was every night. I really look forward to to that song. Although I got to wait to the very end of the show to play it. But, um, yeah, that's that's one. It's just uh, it, it's new for me. So I guess the energy I get off that. Is uh, is still a, is still new and it and it feels great every night. It just never fails. And then "Dead in Hollywood" as well. That song was the first single, and we save that one usually for the last. And it just ties the, it seals the deal. It ties the room together. And uh, man, it's just been a, it's been a blast. You know, I'm I'm glad I'm home for a bit to chill out for Christmas. But mm. I, I can't wait. I mean, our first tour is gonna be Australia, and and I. I hate to say it, America, but Australia, even though it's five shows, it's going to destroy this tour. I just know the energy there is – if it was like that here, I can't imagine what it's going to – I am imagining, but I'm I'm ready. And and I hate the summertime, and I'm still excited to go there. So it's – I'm ready. I'm ready, Australia. We're ready. I tell you what, man.
0: Uh, in regards to that White Wedding, did you ever hear from Billy Idol about it? Did he ever – get in touch and and give you the the old thumbs up
1: there's a story i'll try to make it quick um when we were making the video concept ideas uh the label just kept shooting down all the ideas joey and i had we had this dark gothic wedding and a a, and a church and everybody's in red and black and everybody and everybody in the pews are skeletons and we want billy idol to be the guy marrying this couple or whatever or the wedding band or whatever uh they're like oh that's too dark and weird and either way the the video that you see the american idol parody was the final thing that i just said as a joke i went well we're not agreeing on anything so why don't we just do a fucking dumb parody of american idol that show sucks and they went that's a great idea. And I went, okay. So then everyone was all behind it. And the money, Oh, we'll put a little extra money, but this is a good idea. And then it became, Oh, well, let's get Billy Idol to be one of the judges on the video. We're like, cool. If he wants to do that, it'd be great. And I don't know what had happened. I never saw the email. This is what I heard through management or whatever, but apparently it was a real deal. Uh, He was pissed off about it. Uh, Not the song, but the offer, whatever was submitted to him for his part in the video, uh, he, whoever, or he was offended or his management was offended. They were like, oh, we get it. American Idol, Billy Idol. Oh. We, we want, you want him to play the, sign, the English guy. And, and that show wasn't as popular as it was. It was like maybe on for what, a year or two, I yeah. guess, in America. It wasn't like, I maybe mean, it was big, but it wasn't either way we offended him i, I heard and they wasn't going to let us release the song and we already had tickets booked like from la to australia or or, or whatever it was or japan it was not a big deal and like i think last minute they approved it and they squashed whatever uh but there was a discrepancy in the beginning that i guess we we, <laughs> we offended him. oh no nice it was just whoever it wasn't like we said hey billy will you do this it was somebody probably the video people it was, it was like oh well hey would you want to do this and we, we want you to be the asshole oh really you want me to you know what i mean like who knows <laughs> but i but i get it but uh but i did meet steve stevens uh uh at download in the uk when we played at Billy idol and he was aware of the song, loved it, thought it was great. I mean, he wrote that song. You know, so, yes. uh, but yeah, every, everything was cool, but it was just still uh, just another one of those weird stories, you know?
0: Oh, man, that's
1: awesome. Well, it's, it's a
0: bummer, but hopefully you'll bump into him one day. You know, yeah. I, I just finished his book and he seemed like a really cool dude so uh, seemed,
1: yeah, i'm sure he's great and i and who and if he was offended i'm sure it was something dumb on our on our, our end, not on his side he wasn't any uptight or anything it was just those video directors didn't do what i wanted anyway so i'm gonna blame it on them yeah so not your fault not your fault yeah. but
0: uh uh i know i'm running out of time here but i did have uh two more questions just one real quick one uh new album is there new material in the on the way
1: uh we are going to I am going to start working on I just got home two days ago and I'm super excited to pick up my guitar and start working on some stuff because this Murder Dolls music has definitely sparked that tone and music in me. So uh, when I do start writing, uh, my plan is to start writing in between the tours and this summer we'll probably get together, put the music together, record it and it'll be out for a early 2025 release. Uh, but people are asking, you know, what's it going to sound like? And I, I get, all I can say is we're doing this Murder Dolls music, and it's brought that style back up. So I think you're going to hear a huge reflection of that in the next, the number 10, Wednesday 13 album. I cannot believe it. I'm on number 10. Jesus. I'm like Beetlejuice now. the like <laughs> of dust off me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love, man, I'm keen for that new movie. Anyway, in the meantime, Wednesday, it's always good to catch up with you, my man. Uh, We'll have all the links down here and on the website. Brother, you and your family have a wonderful holidays and we will see you in the new year.
1: Thank you very much. Same to you.